All right, what's going on, Alec? What's going on? Hey, not much. Just, you know, hanging out. Had a long day at work. Uh, well, uh, I was just thinking while you're in the neighborhood, while you're in the uh, drifting in your bedroom in the same quadrant. This actually isn't even my bedroom. This is just a spare room. But it does have a bunch of my stuff in it, so. <laughs> sure. Uh, I thought maybe while we're here, we could just talk about video games in particular. Okay. Video games that define us. And collectively, okay. we'll, we can each do five, and then collectively we'll have ten games you could say define Tarkaron. <laughs> Technically. Ten games that define Tarkaron? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it was very hard for me. I had a list. I got it down to a list of, like, 18 here. Don't look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were telling me. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> I got, like, 18 games, and I was like, I figured out my five already. Then after you said that, that actually had me, like, reconsidering, okay, maybe I should actually think this out a little bit more thoroughly. So I, <laughs> and, I, and I did, and I did. I actually had diff- I actually have different ones than I initially thought, so. Well, ultimately, it came down to, like, the definition. Because I, I, I got this from things on Twitter, mostly. It was, like, a big trend for a while back in the day. Like, they did for, like, film. It was first, like, a film trend. It was, like, five films that define you kind of thing. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram, actually. And then um, it came up on uh, for video games as well later. So, okay. Um, well, I do like this idea a lot, so... Yeah, so Let's... it was tough trying to decide, like, is, is it a game... Should it be games that I, I played when I was growing up? Should it be games now? Like, to what extent to... Like, it was a lot of factors to weigh in. Right. Yeah, no, it, when... Yeah, when... I initially thought it was like, oh, just like five really great games, and then I was like, well, no, I should I should take into consideration ones that I, that were important to me developmentally, um, and ones that I just like in general, or say something about what I like in games, um, or games that just impacted me in some way. So I like to think of it as like if someone were to come up to you that didn't know you at all, that you could mm-hmm. present them with five games to be like, this is representative of me, yeah, and me as a gamer. You know? Right. Uh, I'm still. I still don't have. I have six on my list, and I'm gonna just figure it out as I go. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Do you want me to start then? Sure. We can alternate, I guess, back and forth. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna start with one that's probably um, a lot of you who know me know that I love this game. It's kind of a. It's kind of a response that everyone would hear at some point or another, and that game's Ocarina of Time: Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um, that game was I've very important it. to me growing up. You've heard of it. It's mm-hmm. a little little game that Nintendo put out. Uh, it was very important to me growing up. Um, I I grew up watching my brothers play video games a lot of the time, um, and it wasn't until like much later they allowed me to like actually play their copy of Ocarina of Time. I think I was in. I think it was like ten by the time I I was able to, which felt. Back then, that felt like an eternity because it came out when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I had to wait three whole years to play that game it was just like agony. Um, but that game really captures, uh, or like captured at least at the period of time, a sense of adventure. Um, you know, when you first get out into that open world Hyrule field, um, you know. Prior to that, it was all on a 2D plane. Everything else was 2D plane. All the Zelda and stuff that I'd watched before then. But like coming out in a huge, expansive environment like that, um, getting swept up in this uh, epic story of uh, you know a, a villain taking over the world, and then you having to go to all these different mystical places and um, an attempt to stop him, um, save the princess, 
all that all that good stuff that Zelda is always really good at doing. Um, and just really, uh, just having a having a great soundtrack. Um, you know, I, I argued for a long time. I was like, these graphics are still really good, even to the GameCube era. But I was like, I was kind of just blinded a little bit by, you know, childhood fascination. But I still adore that game. Um, I still go back to it pr- fairly regularly. I, it's been a while. So actually, it's maybe been a couple years since I played it. So I should probably get back to it at some point again. But um, there was a there was a span of time where I, I was playing it regularly every year. Um, doing different things in it, trying, like, a three-heart challenge, trying, like, a, um... There's, like, a glitch... A glitch-filled, like, super-hard version of the game, where it's, like, it... it You force a bunch of restrictions on yourself. You play dungeons out of order. It's really fun. It was very fun. I had a lot of fun doing that, so... Um... And then playing the new 3... The 3DS version, which came out in 2011. Um... And... It's, which is probably going to be how I visit the game for the most part in the future, but yeah, that game was very important to me growing up. Um, it's still kind of like it, a, like a high bar to me in terms of like nostalgia, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it's hard to really separate. Many better games have come out since then, but it's really hard for me to separate those those emotions, those uh, of childhood from how much I love that game, but yeah, that's that's definitely a big one for me. And that's it's interesting. An interesting thing about video games is that certain games, if you just don't play them at the right time, then they're just not going to have the same impact as like I never played Ocarina of Time growing up, so it has like nowhere near the same impact. Like even pl- yeah. I only played it a couple of years ago for the first time, so it's like it's not going to have near the impact as if I was growing up with it. Right. So. Everything in context it makes it a lot more important. Absolutely. So for me, shoot. Well, <laughs> the one that I knew had to be on there without a doubt. Also, we're are we doing this out of order. I'm guessing in any particular order. It's 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 kind of I'm doing it sort of. I was kind of thinking chronologically, but I'm just kind of gonna wing it. In I didn't terms of I didn't order. have a ranking. So. I just kind of had the list, but. Yeah. So, Animal Crossing, on the GameCube. That- that makes a lot of sense, knowing you. Animal Crossing is like one of the things that I talk about the most, one of the most beloved video games, and I played every Animal Crossing game that came out, uh, and still the GameCube one is the one I keep going back to. Like I think Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS is probably the definitive best version of the game, but the GameCube one has like so much more... Uh, it's so much more impactful to me because I I can still remember renting it from Blockbuster and <laughs> and like back when my my sister even played video games she like stopped playing them with us after we were young but it was like me and my brother and my sister all uh, were part of the same town and everything and that's something I just haven't had for years now because it's always been a solo thing after that mm-hmm. but Animal Crossing there's just something about it that's so so unique and it's kind of one of the first things that sparked my love of like simulation games that uh, most people don't appreciate as much as I do is games like Harvest Moon and The Sims and Animal Crossing are all kind of a big uh, part of what I love in gaming now and just Animal Crossing is something you can always go back to and it was a way to escape and it's like a, a daily thing you could go to as well um, so I knew that was the one above all else I knew had to be on here. 
and you know I've been waiting for years for a new one to come out so now I got Animal Crossing Switch finally yeah hopefully soon this that's, year I, that's probably going to be this year I, ho I hope for your sake <laughs> I, I've never been as big on Animal Crossing but I, I know it's it's a very cherished series for a lot of people so I'm 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 kind of excited for them for that yeah to be to be coming out so and that's one of those games oh. that like you either you either get it or you don't it's like very yeah very particular like niche kind of style in the game it's not not something like a an open world rpg where you can like clearly see the appeal everyone could clearly see the appeal it's like if you don't have this if you're not into this type of game you're just not going to be into it but if yeah. you are then you, you'll fall in love with it they need to bring those nes games back from the gamecube version yeah you know that's yeah. it was a really unique feature even just in the gamecube yeah. version and I honestly still like the uh, whole top-down perspective they did in the GameCube, as opposed to like going around the globe, with the, which they do in the later games. Mm -hmm. But it's just a very nostalgic game for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so another another big one that I have on here um, is I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pick which one I'm gonna go with next. Mm, yep. Um. I think I'm gonna do Kingdom Hearts two. Will be the next one I'll, I'll I'll put up. Okay. Um. So I was kind of a latecomer in terms of most people to the Kingdom Hearts series. Um. I didn't play the first one until. Uh, I think it was the gap year I took between, um, between high school and college, um, and I liked it. It was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. Um. And then playing, I I pretty much played them in release order. Um, which is the way when I recommend people, if you really want to get into the series, play them in the release order because the story is just convoluted as all get out. And that's the only way, if if you really want to, that's the only way to play them that, that they'll make sense. Or you can just probably just watch videos. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kingdom Hearts 2 um, is still, I think, kind of the high mark of the series. Um, Birth by Sleep is really good. I really loved Kingdom Hearts 3. Um but there's something that Kingdom Hearts 2 just does just um, just a little bit more, at least in my in my memory, um, you know, having played it. Like, it was like maybe eight years ago the first time I played it. Um, and it just really brings me back. It's, it's another kind of nostalgic, good sort of good times feeling. Brings me back to um, uh, the end of my freshman year of college. Uh, I started playing it. Um, just that whole opening scene of uh, there, the whole opening sequence. A lot of people complain about. I I completely fell in love with the setting and the, and Roxas as a character uh, in the beginning of that of that game. And um, the the soundtrack of that game has just meant so much to me um, throughout the years. Um, uh, but it's not just that. It's the, the weird blend of Disney, which is something I absolutely love. And Square Enix is crazy out there art style and art direction um, that somehow they make work. Um, it's very interesting, varied gameplay. Um, there's, the game is always kind of trying to throw something new at you. Um, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here you have to you have to switch up your battle tactics a little bit because these guys can't get hit in, or can't get hit when they're in the moonlight, which is the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, or hey, now you're flying the gummy ship and you're doing, like, Star Fox-style levels 
when you're going between world to world, or now you're doing a random musical adventure with Ariel and friends. And even though that part's not nearly as fun as the other ones, the game is always throwing something different and unique and interesting at you. Um, and a lot of games sometimes, especially when they're longer RPGs, can sometimes hit a groove where they're not, um, where they're not giving you something new, um, like all the time, like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kingdom Hearts is just always kind of throws something new at you like that, and that's something I really love about the series. Um, all of the games play differently too, um, but Kingdom Hearts Two, I think, um, with reaction commands and with um, just you can you can play, beat the game by just by mashing attack if you if you really want to. Um, but there's actually a lot of like really interesting. If you're playing on harder difficulties, a lot of interesting st- strategies and, and things that you have to sort of implement and think about when you're playing. So it's it really takes the action part of action RPG seriously, and um, I've always just found it fun. Um, characters are are some of some of my favorite in video games, um, and yeah, I just I. I could go on for for a long time about about Kingdom Hearts too, but definitely a big a big one for me. It was it was strange because it was like the year after I played that game, I was like I was already getting nostalgic for it, which mm-hmm. like that was kind of the when that started to happen. And I was like, how am I getting nostalgic for this game? I just played it last year, and I was like already kind of wanting to play it again. And that happened to me for ha- has happened to me for some other games since, uh, like Breath of the Wild, for instance. But. Um, yeah, there's just some. I, I I love that game. It's and uh, so yeah, yeah, big one. <laughs> so for me, my next one, I guess I'll talk about is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ooh. So I just came I, out a few months ago, man. Yeah, that's great. I felt like I had to have a a newer one in here because yeah, to be representative of me. I mean, I still love gaming so much, so. Not only is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate my favorite in the series, but also it's just one of the most important series in gaming to me as well. Mm. Because I grew up playing Smash Bros. on the N64, played Melee, and played played all of them. Um, though there was like an interesting change after Brawl, once I got into the Wii U versions, when I actually started getting good at Smash Bros. And then into yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate... Good. Smash Bros. Ultimate is when I actually started watching like competitive, and that's a huge thing I'm really into now. Uh, which is like no other game, uh, competitive scene interests me at all. Really, it's like, like this is the one. Well, this and actually Melee I watch competitive too, but I never played it. I haven't played Melee since I was younger, really. So I feel like I had to put um, Ultimate, even though if you'd asked me back when I played Melee, I would have said Melee. And after I was, while I was playing Brawl, I was always saying that was my favorite game of all time, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. But then Smash Bros. Wii U came out, and I'm like, no, this one's better. And then got into the competitive <laughs> scene where, where like they don't value Brawl near as much, um, and it's like it was a whole new world. But Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is like the ultimate fan service video game. Not only yeah. like Nintendo, which is the most important to me. But also just gaming in general now, with how many characters and how much love is put into it, and it's still not nearly the perfect game, 
with things like the online, which could definitely be better. Um, but we're just playing that before we started tonight. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I mean, yeah. I mean, I play it, but they, there's definitely a lot they can improve, especially in terms of competitive scene. There's a lot they could uh, improve as well. But it's interesting because I had never had the competitive perspective before. So like when mm. I was playing Smash Bros, it was always just me and my brother, and then like occasional friends. Uh, and then I never really went out and until Smash Bros. Wii U when I was actually started seeing how good people were at the game and everything else that you could do with it. But I feel like Smash Bros. Ultimate is the one I should go with only because the uh, other ones were kind of nostalgia bubbles and this one I can actually look back at all of them and say that this one is, is so good. And, mm. and the one I think I'm definitely best at like not not necessarily competitive level but uh, at least at least above average in terms of any other game I played I'm probably the best at this one so well you're better than me that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I can still I can still take some games from you but yeah you yeah you're better than I am um, so I'm still trying to grind out with with certain characters online and that's such a great game it's a yeah, great pick and it's just there's so much content to it too oh I, yeah I played so much online, takes up so much of my time that I still haven't beaten World of Light. I still have all oh, wow. the all the <laughs> classic modes to do, all the single player stuff basically, which was like even if I just sat down to do all that, that would give me hundreds of more hours. I've already put in over two hundred hours on it. Yeah. As is, so Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well it's funny you should mention that, because um, uh -oh. that's actually that was actually the next game I was gonna mention. It was not was not ultimate. Uh, but it was another game that uh, that came out uh, a couple years ago now. Um, Overwatch. Be, it's com coming up on its three-year anniversary is Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> you got that. Um, I went crazy for this game when I got my PlayStation 4 um, in late 2016. I picked up this game. A friend of mine, super into it. He was like, hey, man, you need to pick up this game so we can play. Um, I instantaneously fell in love with this game. The characters are just oozing with personality they're all different they're all interesting um even though they're not all my favorite to play I, I there isn't a single character in this game that i don't love in terms of a design standpoint um it's also one of the only games like you were saying one of the only games where i'm very interested in the competitive scene so i watch overwatch league um i haven't watched it as much uh this is the it's the second year second season um, I haven't watched it as much this year as I'd like to, because um, a lot of the games that I'm invested in, um, are the Boston Uprising, my local team, <laughs> or local <laughs> in the sense of their franchise that's owned by a city that's near me, um, uh, a lot of times the games are on late, or I just completely forget about the schedule, because they changed the schedule a lot from, from the way it works la uh, last year, so... Um, so I haven't watched nearly as much of that this year, but I am still invested. Uh, I still love uh, keeping up on how how everyone's doing, like how all the pl uh, what trades going on, how different players are doing. So um, it's definitely one that a competitive scene that I love. I'm not especially great at the game. I, I'm like I'm like a gold in, in competitive, um, so I'm not really that good. But I picked I I literally bought the computer that I'm doing this on so I could play Overwatch on the PC. Yeah. Um and and other games too, like Monster Underworld, but uh but primarily for Overwatch. 
I haven't played as much on this as I'd like to, um, because one of my the friend that actually got me into it sort of fallen off the the bandwagon with the game, uh, which kind of is a little bit of a bummer to me. But um, but I still adore Overwatch. Um, I mean, I started collecting so much Overwatch stuff. Um, like I, for instance, I hate. Well, hate's a strong word. I strongly dislike the uh, uh, pop figures, the Funko pop figures. Okay. But I buy the Overwatch ones. I have all, basically all the Overwatch ones, I think, except for some exclusives here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, like every time I'm buying them, I'm like, I hate these things, but I love it because it's Overwatch. <laughs> Wait, you, and you just hate the design? or? I just, well, yeah, it's just kind of like the, the eyes creep me out kind of on them, and just, the designs are just like so generic and eh. But I, I was never uh, a huge fan of them, but I mean, at the yeah. same time, it's like a, in a lot of ways, it's a celebration of nerd culture. So I'm like, I'm all for it that. Is, it is, but it's like, it's almost become like too much at this point. There's just, there's just, they're, they're for everything now. They're too mainstream. Like, they're too mainstream, man. Oh, no. They're, they're too popular. <laughs> no, nah, but it's just like, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're kind of cheap and yeah, but it's Overwatch. So I, I love it. I eat it up. Um, figures sitting in boxes right next to me. I have a Widowmaker one and a Genji one. Uh, my favorite character, Hanzo, I have yet to pick up. Um, and uh, No, I'm not a Hanzo main, but he's my favorite character. Um, that's that, that's like a meme for the, the yeah. game, if you're, Han, you're Hanzo main. Um, yeah, I, I've just, I love the game. The, the, the aspect of teamwork, um, I'm not, I was never huge into online games before this either. I like playing games online. I do it like every once in a while, but Never nearly as much as with this game. Um, well, you have to be online to play it, but, um, but yeah, I just I've I completely fell for Overwatch, and um, you know it has some of its ups and downs in terms of what they're doing with it. But I am really optimistic for the future, um, and I'm still going to be playing it for sure for mm-hmm. years to come. All right, yeah. See, that's another thing is I'm just the whole PC world I'm blind to as well, so. Yeah. If I if well, I had, if I had gotten into PC gaming rather than console gaming, I'd have a completely different list right now. But it's very representative of me. I've got all console games on here. I'm like, I can't even. Well, I play, yeah. I play Overwatch on PS4. Or I ha- I did for a long time, but yeah. Um, I, I still do because another a mutual friend of mine, this other um, friend of mine who's fallen off the bandwagon, we still play <clears throat> a lot. So. Um, so like the the recent event we we were playing playing that that we're having a good time of that on on console. I pretty much just play by myself on PC now. So I've talked to some other people hoping hoping to get more uh, be able to get more people together for that. But anyway, what is your what's your next game? All right, so I'm still trying to figure out my my final one. I'm just deliberating for like <laughs> my final spot. So I'm gonna do the other one that I'm pretty sure of. And that's well, we've got we've got two more spots left. Yeah, but the other one I'm pretty sure of is Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Mm. And Paper Mario is just one of those. I, I'd like to say it's like one of my favorite series, but it's really like the first two games, and then I'm just hoping for an eventual return to form. Um, just even Paper Mario, I play, I like rented it back in the day, but never finished it until like very recently, the original one. And mm. that one still held up so well. It has. Uh, 
but it really uh, has to be, I don't mean to interrupt, mm-hmm. but like the, a lot of those N64 games have not aged very well. <laughs> Ocarina of Time among them. Paper Mario has aged like fine wine. That game still looks really good. Mm-hmm. And like, but the Thousand Year Door was one that I really, really grew up with, and like spent a lot of time with. And then, and still to this day, I still think it's the best Paper Mario. Mm. And it just re- represents a lot of what I love in gaming, in terms of you know, RPGs as a genre. Uh, it was kind of, it's a very good introductory RPG, and um, more of like the the fun kind of light-hearted dialogue as well it's just so the dialogue is so good in the game and just the way the world is presented and the music is so memorable like the music is so nostalgic for me from both of the first two paper marios really and just the entire the structure of the game is just made with so much love you can you can tell no other paper mar or any other mario game in that way is there that much love giving to like personalizing each character from like you know different Koopa Troopas that all have their own unique look and personality and there's just so much to appreciate there um it's just still it has such an impact on me that I still want a new Paper Mario in that same form and so many people feel the same way so it's like there's something special about that game that has uh made a lot of people feel uh, think fondly of it yeah so. Well, funny you should mention RPGs. My next yeah. one is another another RPG. Um, this will come to also no surprise to people who know people who know me personally, um, and that's Final Fantasy Thirteen, the controversial mm-hmm. title in the series, probably the most controversial title in the whole series. Um, I I adore that game, um, and. I I don't feel a need to really defend my opinion on it anymore. I mean, I will, <clears throat> um, but I know for a long time it was almost like I like because everybody, everyone when that game came out, everyone that I knew, and basically everywhere online, nobody liked that game, and there were all kinds of reasons as to why. And if you, I mean, if you want to discuss that with me sometime, I don't know, say. Ask me about it because I can I can come up with a ton of reasons why um, why I like that game and why I have responses to all the criticisms in that game. Um, but um, Skyward Sword was, too. What the Skyward Sword too? Well, Skyward Sword, I definitely can see why people <laughs> don't like that game. I just don't agree with them because I love yeah. that game. But there's, um, a, there's that family of video games that are like shunned shunned from the yeah. public for a while and then like you have the dissenters yeah. and then eventually the public opinion changes and yeah, yeah since honestly since um since the kind of the hatred of that has died down over time definitely finding a lot a lot more people who really like that game now um 13 was one of the very first final fantasy games i ever i ever beat um i shouldn't say play as i played final fantasy 6 um and Final Fantasy IV DS. I had beaten that that game uh, before I played through thirteen, and um, that that game just meant so much to me. That that whole year that that came out, um, I I think it was one of the first games where I like I actually had took a break, and I still do this with games sometimes. I actually take a break on it because I don't want I don't want the experience to end. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't play it for a while. 
sometimes. I've actually just done that recently with God of War because I feel like I'm getting towards the end of it. Uh, I've taken a break on that game for a little bit because I don't want it to end. I'm loving it so much. Um, Final Fantasy XIII was one of the first games where I could see what, how, and and everybody can argue with, with me on this, but it was the first game where like I was really invested deeply in a story and with characters that I could relate to. They had their flaws. They had all of their positive stuff, and you get to see it all play out on screen. Um, and, you know, the, basically these six strangers getting thrust out into this huge, expansive conflict, um, that it, it did such a good job of examining the, the intimate focus of certain characters at certain periods of time, but then also thrusting you out into this whole mythological spectrum, which, like, expanded beyond the game, that, the game itself, um, and into, you know, into their, uh, guidebooks and stuff that they release where it's like, you could really like get delve into like the mythology and stuff. Some of the hints, hints of that and, and such were in the game, but, um, like I got, I got really involved in, um, in this behind the scenes stuff with that game too. Just like getting really in depth with, um, <clears throat> eating up as much information as I could of of that game um, just that that soundtrack the graphics um, which I think still hold up very well um, I actually heard that the Xbox One X um, the up res graphics of 13 in, in particular are amazing like that mm-hmm. game looks like it like it like they really upscaled it really well so if I ever get one of those definitely look forward to playing that so um, but yeah, that was a huge, huge game for me in terms of showing me what a narrative could be in a video game and, and really getting me involved and invested in um, six characters that I just adore. Um, and I love the other two games in the series, too. Actually, funnily enough, now that I mention it, Lightning Returns, I still haven't beaten for that exact reason. I don't want it to end. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, um, but, yeah, I those games are... Mean, mean a lot means a lot to me. Thirteen for sure. So yeah, I just heard a boodle up. That probably showed up in the video. Damn that noise. Oh, I'm not. F you, f you Discord. Uh, yeah. It will in terms of uh, in similar way in narrative in video games. I'm trying to convince myself in these last two spots. I'm like, this, these are my <laughs> five favorite games, but there are games that define me. Yeah. I'm trying to pinpoint that, so I'm going to say uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's a good, nice. That was like a turning point for me where it's like I've never been so emotionally infected by a video game until like that that journey. And in terms of like a video game, it's not the best video game. Like even like some of the early episodes in that aren't even that enjoyable as a game to play. But the story itself and how they the characters came together... And this single-handedly made me fall in love with Telltale, and I really, like, followed their games for a while after that. Um, and just something about the game had such an impact on me, just the, the two main characters and their relationship together, and how they were able to take a, an existing franchise and really just turn it into its own thing. Um, 
it just made me fall in love with this side of gaming, which is like not is just is basically an, a, an interactive film, and just I've always loved the idea of like choices impacting the game, mm-hmm. um, even if they don't ultimately have a huge impact down the line. Uh, just always. The, the Telltale games were ones that stuck with me, and through, like, 2012, I think this game came out, around there. Yeah, it was yeah it was 2012. 2012, and the few years after that, like, Telltale really consumed a lot of my, my love for video games, and I just remember going to, watching so many YouTube channels, playing through them in all the different ways they played it, and you could just see how so many different people were affected by it, in similar mm. ways. Absolutely. Uh, so while I wouldn't put it in like my favorite games of all the time, I'd say in terms of defining me, that really covers like storytelling and how how you can do that powerfully in video games, even yeah. with like the most minimal uh, of gameplay at times. So that brings me to my last one, and I've, I've it's amazing how well these have all segued. Yes. Um, because my final game is another game which I, I haven't really talked about with you recently. I, I really haven't talked about much at all with anyone recently because of how long... Seven years ago it came out. Or no. Was it 2013? I don't remember exactly now. Um, yes. But that game is Katawa Shoujo. Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's the bare minimum of a game because it's a visual novel. So visual novels are... Very very basic when it comes to gamey senses of, of the term. Because um, they're really just kind of choose-your-own-adventure style games. I think the Zero Escape games are like as close as visual novels can get to being real games because they have they have kind of like first-person point-and-click aspects in, yes, in certain, room certain parts of the game. Yep. Um, which, those games are awesome too. But um, Kitawa Shoujo... Um, in terms of the topics that it delve in, delved into, handled all of them with such grace and maturity that I've never seen a video game handle. Um, relationships, um, depression, sex, um, all of them weren't, never, none of it ever felt like cheap or just kind of in there for fan service. Um, and there's only really one. There's only really one path of the game where I'm like, yeah, this, the writing wasn't as solid on this on this one as the other ones. Because um, Guitar Shoujo is about literally translates to disability girls. Um, it's um, it's about you're essentially the protagonist or the main character that you're sort of um, through the lens of um, is a character that has uh, arrhythmia and he has to be transferred to a school for for disabled children um, and well it's, it's like a high school but everybody's everybody that you really interact with is all kind of in your grade or above your grade so um, and um, it's a very emotionally impacting game I actually have been meaning to go back and play through it again um I just have to sort of steal myself because uh, I did I did shed many a tear my first playthrough of the game playthroughs of the game because there's there's five different paths so um, it's it's a game that I feel has sort of gone by the wayside now it, when it first came out there was a lot of um, 
definitely a lot of love um, showered upon it. Um, I was kind of looking through some of the old forums, uh, the the forum of Katawa Shoju again, very fairly inactive um, these days, and kind of sad because it used to be even for years after it came out, it was still very very active. Um, um, so it has kind of waned on that definitely over time, but um, it's a huge recommendation um, for for anyone that wants to check it out. Uh, I can't recommend it for anyone under 18 <laughs> um, because there is some some mature content, shall we say, but um, it's very... Uh, I think it was, it was just a very significant game. It really helped me process some things about myself and um, kind of what I was looking for in relationships. Um, and yeah, it, I just think it was um, spectacular considering it was all made by amateurs and it's free also right. which is you can't get you can't get better than free so i would give them so much money if i could but they never released really any official merch for it um the the most that came out from it what were some fan books that were released um in japan uh like at comic cat i think it's called it's like the comic market um but they never created yeah. the creators never made anything after that they they had I, as far as I know Four Leaf Studios they were they were talking about planning on making some other game in the future. As far as I know, some of them kind of just sort of disappeared after the game came out. Um, some disappeared really before the game came out. Actually, um, the composer oh the soundtrack of that game is amazing. Uh, the composer did some was involved in the community for a little while. Um, he released like a piano collections where it was just him playing the piano and just different arrangements of the of the music that he he had I think he had it for sale and then he took it down um, saying like it was basically like I don't want to just be known for this it was kind of his thing but it was I remember being like come on man like I want to pay you money for that because it was great um, I think he I think he basically archived it so that you could you could just download it wherever after that but um, as far as I know, I, I don't know any of those people that are that are still doing stuff. But hmm. I know that there's a, there's a game, there's like a, another game that um, people who were inspired by it uh, started development on a game like a couple years after it came out. That game still hasn't come out yet, um, and that's called Missing Stars, and it's another visual novel. Uh, it focuses a little bit more on mental disability, mental illness. Um, so I don't know when that's ever going to come out. As development has still continued on it though even to now so hmm. um, but yeah Katawa Shoujo for sure big right. one yeah and uh, along the same lines of you know emotional impact and you know uh, helping me develop as I was growing up my last one's going to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> <laughs> and this I was so torn between well, a couple of different things, but it was torn ultimately between this and GoldenEye in terms of like what should define me, because GoldenEye yep. is what got me into first-person shooters in the first place. But ultimately, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I feel like, is one of the first... I remember I played Call of Duty 4 and Call of Duty World at War on the DS, and those were my first okay. uh, experience wow. with Call of Duty. And then <laughs> I was like, I finally upgraded to a console Call of Duty, and that was Modern Warfare 2. And I, I got to experience the online 
<laughs> for the first time, that whole online world. And even though it's, I was infamous for being horrible people online, but I did actually meet some cool people through that, and it was still a lot of fun, like, even playing with friends from real life, too. And ultimately, Call of Duty has always kind of been there, and it's like I don't talk about it that much, but it's always been, like, a game I would go back to, and it's something I always... I play with my brother a lot, uh, hours and hours, and then I play with my friends whenever they came over. That was like the go-to game was Call of Duty, and I have like almost all the Call of Duties now, and even the ones that aren't great ultimately it comes down to the same Call of Duty mechanics, and I can still enjoy it for that reason. Um, and I think first-person shooters, though they're not like the biggest part of my my gaming identity, it's still like a significant part there is first-person shooter, so I wanted that representation at least, mm. um, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is ultimately the most nostalgic for me in terms of, like, the online community and the experience, both single-player as well, was was a big for me, but it was also just, like, a fun time in my life where I was just really getting, really getting into video games, and that was one of the ones that mm. uh, helped do that. But yeah, so ultimately with my, my list, I was trying to touch on the different aspects of my of what I love about video games and the ones that impacted me the most growing up and, and still to this day. Because if I, I look at this list and all of them are ones that I can still enjoy today, none of them yeah. are, are ones that only exist in the past, so I tried to do that. Likewise, yeah, because I, I really want to try to focus like on you know the sense the sense of wonder when you're a kid that was sort of the Zelda but like focusing more on mature mm -hmm. narrative mm -hmm. ideas mm -hmm. um the older that I got um that's kind of like that's kind of where I'm at now I I mean Zelda is still super huge and very important to me um but like yeah yeah um Animal, so. uh, Smash Bros. And, and Call of Duty kind of represent that whole multiplayer aspect of it, which has always been one of the things I love about video games. Mm. Uh, and Animal Crossing, Paper Mario, both are like, just just give you pure joy playing them. And Paper Mario Nintendo has more. Nintendo fun. Yeah. Um, and then Walking Dead was more of the story-based aspect, too. So yeah. it's kind of the whole, whole shebang there. I... The hardest for me was not being able to include a Pokemon game. That was what I was. Oh, actually, honestly, same. I was trying. I was trying to get it in there. I just couldn't. Yeah. And even I couldn't either. even when I was listing Pokemon, I had four different Pokemon games as to what would be <laughs> the choice for the option too. Yeah, that, that's no question for me. But well, we we can talk Pokemon in another video though, for sure. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I had a huge list. I had to narrow it down. Um, and it's hard, but. Uh, I'll definitely regret this in a couple days. So I'll be like, no, that is <laughs> like, oh, why didn't I say that game? The list why didn't is I put sham. Tales of Symphonia in there? Uh, I, that's I, what I was I, thinking. I, I still haven't played the original Tales of Symphonia. That's solid. But, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was probably like a runner-up. That was that was pretty important to me developmentally as well. But um, yeah, um, Virtue's Last Reward. You mentioned that was actually one of the ones I was thinking about too. Uh, I've been playing that 999 with my brother, showing him that for the first time. So that's been oh, cool. Oh, such good games. Yeah. Such good games. But, uh, yeah, you can see just between our two lists how different our, ours are, too. Yeah. So. I'm glad. I know. I'm actually really glad there was no overlap. That was really cool. 
Yeah. Because I know uh, we have slightly similar tastes in some aspects, but like I'm not huge into simulations, so um, right. I know you love those. So right, so yeah, yeah. Ultimately, my favorite genres are like simulations, RPGs. Yeah. Uh, first-person shooters a little bit, but actually, platformers are one of my favorites. I didn't get any platformers in there. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't really either. So like a 3D Mario game maybe is is another one that I would have loved to have in there. I, I, I wanted to put Super Mario 64, but Ocarina of Time really, I think, had a little bit more impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe it was the delayed being able to play it thing that might have, you know, the always looking forward to, and then actually finally playing it, it being everything I had seen them play, you know, to feel it to play. So In terms of nostalgia, it would have been Mario Sunshine for me. Mm. But, like, pure, pure, like, good game would have been Galaxy 2. Yeah, but maybe we'll do like a nostal- top five nostalgic games. Yeah. <laughs> just make excuses to talk about different games and lists. Absolutely, I lo- I love lists, yeah. and so they're fun. As I always have a hard time like ranking, so like that's I think a free form works the best for me. Mm-hmm. So just five things. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Cool. Thank you for watching. This is Tarkaron. You can look at this 10 list of games that definitively define Tarkaron, of course. Mm. And whenever we uh, talk about how we love or hate something, then we can always draw back to this and our bias, inherent bias. Top five things we hate. We can do with some of those, too. (laughs) Five games, yeah. (laughs) Five Five popular games that we don't understand why people like. (laughs) Five games we just hate. For no reason. <laughs> Alright, that's yeah. it. I don't know how to right. end these things, cool. but it's fine. So long. <laughs>